After the season podcast, yeah, it's gonna be an amazing episode today. Um, I have I have my friend, my my brother, uh, fellow game changer, if you will, uh, in life and of course in speaking. But uh, you know, my guy Reggie Butler is in the building. Hey, hey, what's up, guy? What's up? So listen, so. Me and you have like a relationship that we was able to develop in over probably let's say a year now, yep. right? You would think that we've known each other at least ten at this that's point. Long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I think that's what's good about having great relationships, but being able to have great character too, because you know, a lot of times people we try to get in the room so that way we can meet people and take like whatever they have and then, you know, we're transactional, right? Yep. But um, we instantly clicked. And the thing about it was, now that I think about it, we were virtual. So we never really met each other for like over a year. So it's been a little longer than a year now, if you think about it. I, I never realized that. <laughs> wow, I never realized that. Crazy, man. Yeah. So, uh, of course, former athlete, uh, former college and professional athlete, Xavier, Atlanta Hawks, uh but we're going to get into that. Let's right. let's go back. Let's go back, okay, because you're from Michigan. Yep. So growing up in Michigan, you know, there's a there's not a lot of different things to do. They get a bad rep, right? Right. What made Reggie say, I'm, I'm going to be the athlete to be able to probably get myself out of Michigan, right? <laughs> Yo. It, <laughs> 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 it's crazy because it was probably um, – I tell a story. I call it, I missed the bus. Okay. So okay, you know, okay. usually you think you got to get on the bus, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Get on the bus, get a ride. No, I missed the bus. Okay. Like when I was 15 as a sophomore, I missed the bus. Oh, so wait, the actual bus, you missed it. And it was just like, okay, like now what? It was, it was during tryouts. So wow. I was a six foot five sophomore who didn't even play. At that moment. Wait, hold on, hold on. In your 10th grade year, you were 6'5"? Yeah, I was 6'5". Bro, wait a minute. Okay, so wait, <laughs> how tall are your parents? Uh, my, my pops, he's 6'4". My mom, she's about 5'6". Five, five, so you got tall parents. Yeah, my, my grandfather, um, on my dad's side, he was pretty tall. As yeah, well. no, I ain't getting none of that blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I didn't get none of that blessing. All of, I got the short people. I got the Napoleon syndrome. Like, I got, right. I'm tall in my mind. Like, <laughs> Like, right. Okay, so six five in the tenth grade, you missed the school bus on the uh, going towards tryouts. Mentally, how were you at that point? Um, I, I mean, I wasn't gonna play. Yeah, I wasn't going to play. I had played football, but I wasn't gonna play basketball because mm. I was I was scared to. Uh, now I hooped at the park, right. but I was scared to be a part of a team like right. the responsibility, right. the daily commitment. Yeah, and so um, I missed the bus. Okay. So I had to walk to the back of the school because that was closer okay. to walk out. Okay. And the coach called me in the hallway, like right near the back door. And he said, he, I mean, he had been on my head okay. about trying out. He said, oh, you going to try out? He didn't know I missed the bus. He said, oh, so you going to try out? I was like, no, not really. <laughs> and and uh, he was like, well, you know, tryouts are today. Like the season mm-hmm. starts today. Right. And it was, yo, Jay, it was a, like a life-changing decision. I, I'll never forget like the coat I had on. Yeah. So it's snowing. Okay. I was about so 10. You missed the bus in the snow. 
This is jacked up completely. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> nothing about this is promising. <laughs> listen. Okay. Listen, you're right. And that walk back to that school. And yeah. so I was about 10 feet from the door and okay. the athletic offices was back down that hallway that okay. I walked out to. And, you know, when he approached me, he said, so, you know, you're going to try out. And when I looked out the door, it was snowing. And I looked at the coat. Mm. My mom had just got me that coat. Mm-hmm. Like three weeks ago. You know and how mamas be. Yeah, but <laughs> this one, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I was trying to be cute or something. I said, give me that one. Yeah. And I really made a life change. Like, at a, a decision like, mm-hmm. I don't want to walk in the snow. Right. So I'm going to go on the tryouts. So missing the bus try and not trying out made you try out because of the snow. Because of the snow, like had had it been had my coat been a little bit warmer, I would have been out on my man. So you really started you really started playing ball because of the snow, basically. I, wow, I guess so. Wow, they really say you stumble into things. Like no, you really like almost stumbled. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so the tryouts are happening. You're in, you're not mentally even in it because you don't really want to be there. Um, what made you? Or how was your mindset? What Give me the energy. What was it like being in, in the building, trying out on something you didn't even really want to do? Great. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I was tired because <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't in no shape. Did you wait? Did you walk? So hold on. Did you walk to because you missed it? So how did you get to the school? Because you missed the bus or you was at the bus stop at the school? Yeah, at school. This was OK, the end of okay, the school okay, OK, 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 man, if you if we if you would have had a procrastination contest, mm. I would have won. Any mm. procrastination or laziness, laziness contest. Wow. So I was late after school. You On know, the leave, what, 12 minutes after school? Right, right. Like, just taking my time. And wow. when I went out there, they was gone. Wow, wow, wow. So, okay, so now we're in the tryout. Mentally, you, like I said, you're not there. Uh, what made you say this is a life to change? Because now you've already made the decision, but when did you realize it was life changing? Well, you know what? This decision still wasn't made. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even think I would make the team. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Coach showed us run three laps around the gym, man. I was dying. Really? I was dying. I, I wasn't in no shape. Like, I could hoop at the park, but I had never. What I was scared of came to fruition. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? Just yeah, structure, yeah, yeah. sprints, yeah. stuff like that. And so I, I wasn't mentally there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it, get my man off my head. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I, I mean, I. I don't even remember. I was so tired. I remember it was it, like it got dark one day. Right. <laughs> so I don't even remember the three days. Standing in the room like, why am I here? I know I don't want to be here. So literally, you said you said procrastination and laziness as a contest, right? Mm-hmm. Now, being that you still stayed, why did you stay? Like, because you couldn't. You said three days. So it wasn't just one day. What made you keep going day after day after day? Because you didn't miss the bus three times, or did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, okay, okay. So you stayed. Why did you stay? Well, day two and day three, I came back because it's like, well, let me just finish this out so they can okay. get off my back. Ah. I don't like those long conversations or people continuously to come back. So I'm like, let me just see this through mm-hmm. so I can get rid of y'all. Ah, get y'all off my back. So basically, you did something so that way they thought they was gonna shut up, but they kind of threw you. Okay, so did you make the team? I interesting, sort of, kind of. So at the end of the three days, the coach, um, he came up and he was like, "Well, we gonna keep you around," Mm -hmm. but not saying whether you made the team. It's just like, 
a wait and see type of thing. Sort of, kind of. Like, we going to keep you around. Okay. So that meant come back the next day. I, I didn't even know. Right. I was kind of geeked, but kind of scared. At the same time. Yeah. Because you ain't know what you signed up for. I didn't know exactly. And we going to keep you around. So I think he was looking for, I don't know, maybe a little bit more commitment from me. Or mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. You know, we, I see him sometime and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I saw something in you. And I, I just wanted to, you know, motivate you a little bit more. So I just kept showing up. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so sophomore year. So did you eventually play in your sophomore year? Or how did we get to you actually now actually being an athlete? We I eventually <laughs> played. Like the first, you got a couple high school games before the Christmas break. Okay. No Ta- playing Like time. tournament season and stuff like that. Yeah. I got you. I got you. No playing time. Christmas break comes. Okay. Everybody's not showing up. People late. I came every day. I showed up every day. Some days, three, four people at practice. We just kind of playing one-on-one, just doing some stuff. So after Christmas break, you know, coach is like, well, you guys who weren't here over the break, mm. like, you know, I'm going to cut y'all minutes or whatever, this and that. So that's when I started playing because I showed uh, up every day over, you know, from the time, the beginning of the season through Christmas break. So – you went from missing the bus to not want to be actually on the team. You ain't even really care if you made it at that I time. Didn't. Now you're playing because other people didn't take it seriously because, of course, we know as athletes, um, especially when you're that person, you think for a fact that, you know, you good, you can take the family vacations. Mm-hmm. But these are really when like the things and the decisions are made as to how the rosters are moved because these holiday seasons is actually when – the teams bond the most, especially playing basketball. Right. So as you're transitioning, now you're getting minutes. You're playing with the minutes that they took away from somebody else. At what point now, like, where are you at mentally? What is your mindset like? Okay, I'm actually playing. Like, maybe I should take this a little bit serious. Like, at what point, or where where are you at now? I was, I was in. Okay. Like, once I started playing, I was in. I started watching more basketball. I started staying after um, one of my best friends. He was a freshman, but he was really good. He was a freshman up on JV. Okay. We would play one-on-one every day afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. I was hooked at this point. Okay. Like, I kind of had found my soulmate. Got it. At that time. Got it. So, I, I was all in once I started playing. So, before, now before, because I know we started at the high school part, but there's one piece of this that um, – you de- did you ever think of being an athlete first? Did you always want to play sports, or what did you want to do? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Even though I wasn't on a team, mm-hmm. when you would put down, what do you want to be, like in fifth grade? Yeah, right, 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 right. I would just put a, a, a pro athlete. Really? I remember asking my dad, like, do we have any pro athletes in the family? Now, this was before I played. Do okay. we have any pro athletes in the family? He was like, nah. And I was like, hold on, all this height and ain't nobody no athlete. Somebody got to tell me something. Like, <laughs> well, I played football my okay. ninth and tenth grade year. So okay, they so got, it just wasn't basketball. It wasn't basketball. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And um, but I didn't put NFL on that that paper. I remember that. I just put kind of pro athlete. And um, when I asked my dad, like, we got any pros in the family? And um, he was like, Nah, you you gonna have to be the first. I didn't take that and just, oh, go do some push-ups right, right there. Right, right. I, I probably, I probably went and got some donuts. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, it didn't change me, but I specifically remember that. 
it is crazy how that worked out. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we all talk about manifestations, and we'll get into, like, the speaking and the coaching and, of course, actually manifesting, like, what you actually said because sometimes, I, I you know, we, we write things down or we say certain things, but we don't realize how much of the power that it really has and it really holds. And so now, okay, so ninth grade year, you're playing football, 10th grade year, missing the bus. Okay, now you're playing basketball now. And 11th and 12th grade year, where are we at? Uh, so uh, a big um, a big roadblock comes. 11th grade year comes and my family moves. We move to South Carolina. Okay. Like just a family decision. From Michigan. From Michigan. Okay. And that was supposed to be my year to blow up. And um, we, I was at a really good high school up in Michigan. That was supposed to be my year to blow up. We moved to South Carolina, and I go down and um, to a school that's heavy on football, okay. heavy, heavy like ESPN on football in high school. Okay, but I didn't want to play football. So, so it, you started playing football. Yeah. You didn't even want to try out on the team. <laughs> now you're like, I ain't trying to play football. I got to play ball. Yeah, I got to play basketball. Boy, I knew it was I knew it was basketball when my sophomore year. Um, I started making excuses not to practice. Mm. Like I had never missed a basketball practice, you know, from when I started playing on JV Correct. to the end of my career. But football, I was faking fa uh, sprained ankles. I was missing practice. When I look back, it wasn't in my heart. Okay. To play football. Because I was just about to ask you that because, you know, as an athlete, you know when you know, like, okay, this is that sport. And we'll try to ride out the two sport as much as we can until it's like, okay, I got to gotta, I gotta go put the, the good energy into 100% into what I'm about to do. And, of course, some coaches, depending on what school you go to, they don't even allow you to play two sports. Right. So for you to be able to still play two at the time and you get to make a decision, it's a lot of people that didn't get to make that decision. Yeah. Like, they was just like, oh, I'm going to rock this out, and then they finish, and then they go to the winter sport after they finish. So it kind of just transitioned them in. But after you get to a space, now you're like, yo, I can really take this basketball thing seriously. Mentally, okay, now, we got to ask, what is mentally, because you, you got to be like the popular kid now that you're transferring. You was almost the popular kid going into, the, going into your junior year? Yeah, it would have been, but. When you I left. Yeah, yeah, I was going into I, it would have been that, and um, you know, part of a good team and everything. But when I went down to South Carolina, that just put a brakes on everything because mm -hmm. I didn't play football. I mean, I kind of felt they held that against me, and yeah. um, you kid on the block, and and like I was getting no playing time, so I was about six foot six and a half, six seven then as a junior, wow. just down there not playing. So how okay? Then let's before we get into that. How did you feel towards your parents for just up and moving you in your junior year? Oh, now we talking. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Come on now, now we potting. Oh, I, I, um, I, I was, I was salty. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was salty. Um, mm. you know, I felt something was up there for me, up in Detroit for me. Yeah. Um, I still had love for him. Right. But I, I, I was salty. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been able to like forgive for that moment? Because you know, sometimes we hold on to the smallest things that make the biggest amount, right? Have you ever been able to forgive your parents for that moment? Yeah, because okay. um, they they sent me back up my senior year. Wow! So yeah. you did a year in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. You did? Did you play while you were in South Carolina? At least I was on the team every day. Uh, now this is how I knew I was in love because mm -hmm. even though I wasn't getting playing time, mm -hmm. I was working. Like I, I was gotta I tell was you, putting in that work. Yeah, gotta tell you. I mean, we always say, that, "What's the one thing that you would do without getting?" And you never got paid for, but you would still do it every day. That's really when you know. And, um, you know, it's crazy because, so, 
I had to actually forgive my parents for the same thing. I wanted to go and play at a certain high school. It was a high school, Gwen Park High School, right? Man, when I tell you, they were recruiting crazy. I mean, I had friends that was going to ODU, that was going to Syracuse. That was, I mean, out of a school that was like a 4A school. Right. It was overpopulated, especially for women in sports, right? Mm. So I was mad because they wouldn't send me there. <laughs> right. Okay? And I just knew, why am I going to go to another school that has nobody mm-hmm. being recruited when I can just, you can't beat them, join them. Right. Let me just go over here. I can prove this point, <laughs> yep. and I'm good. Yep. So it gets to a place where you like you really don't know how much of that does something to you because you like, what if I just stayed? I'd have been fine. I could have been recruited. I could have had my office back in, you know, because we were told that if they're not looking at you coming out of your eighth grade year, you can go ahead and cancel certain schools because by the ninth and tenth grade, they already know they want you by your senior year because all they're going to do is project it. Was that kind of how it went? Did you go back to the same school you left? Yes, I did. I okay. went back to that same school. Okay. Like, so my teammates was older, everything. Went back to that same school in a great situation. I mean, I had high school teammates who went to Duke and Penn. Like, we, was, like, we were really good. And right. so, Quiet as um, kept. You know, I'm an HBCU grad, but I wanted to play Duke. Uh, right, I ain't right. Hold you, Y'all ain't hear that. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we got teammates that played at Duke. Keep going. Yep, and so, I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough where – they got me back up there, and mm-hmm. uh, that's where things. Even though personally I wasn't the player I would become, yet right. I was still in a great situation to now be seen and intellectually, I was intrinsically I was happy. Got you. Mm-hmm. So it did something to you being back, and of course you're around people that you know. So it allowed you to transition easier mm-hmm. because you didn't go to a different. Okay, so we back in Detroit. Where are we now when it comes to Reggie the athlete? Is he being recruited? Is he not being recruited? Where are you at within your like stat wise? Where are you at? Yeah, my I, I did start to be recruited. Okay, I um I from Division One schools. Okay, yep. So I was recruited from Division One schools, and but when I look back, like I wasn't. I say I wasn't the player that I would become. Mm-hmm. I remember the school that I ended up going to, Xavier. Mm-hmm. They came to see me play. On my birthday, like wow. so, that was early in the season, like third or fourth game of the season. Right. And um, when's your birthday? December fifteenth. Okay. Coach didn't start me because the first three games, I so by now I was six eight Reggie Butler. Like everybody had heard about, I came back, I stretched out. They remember me from, you know. Big Reggie Butler, right, the, from right, the right, sophomore, right. the six five. The, yeah, you, just, you just came down. You okay? Okay. Yep. And but I still hadn't got that playing time, so I, you know, and, and everything I did was from my own work after practice. But right. I hadn't had a lot of game reps. Right. So the season started, and I personally started slow. Mm-hmm. Me personally, if that wow. makes sense. Yeah. And so, like when um, the school I wanted to go to came and saw me that December. Coach was trying to, you know, motivate me. Like, we ain't going to start you. You know, now he says, man, if I would have known they was there, I would have started you. Right, right, but, right, right. <laughs> Always I, one of them apologies that come later. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I moped. I, I, I moped the whole game. And and they, like, they some schools backed off me based off how I started. I was just about to ask you, like, energy-wise, of course, because we get to a certain level where we feel entitled, especially as athletes, right? Energy-wise... What did you learn in that situation about, you know, how your energy has to be not knowing who's watching at that point? 
I didn't learn it then because I blamed it on him. Got it. But um, I did at least get in the gym. Christmas break was my thing. So that was leading right into the Christmas break. Kind of right. reset myself. We yeah. had a bunch of practices. Yeah. I found my rhythm per se. Got it. Started playing better. But I can tell you right now. It wasn't because of that, because I, I was still blaming them. Right. Like, you should have started me. Like, what's yeah. wrong? Yeah. You yeah, know? 100%. No, I get that because, you know, I had a coach that did the same thing. Um, They would play me. On, they played me on JV when they only played me there because I had they the other players had seniority. Mm-hmm. So they were going by, like, okay, you was a junior, you was a senior, you're going to play on varsity, we're going to give you the minutes. It wasn't like who was the best person on the squad right. that can actually help us win. It was like, well, they're senior – you know, they're a junior. I'm like, yo, are we trying to win? Because they put me on JV, and I'm averaging 24. So why? Are, what are we doing? So I get it when it comes down to, you know, the uh, the mental aspect of it and how we think that we're supposed to be. But now you're in a space where you're feeling yourself. You got three extra inches of height. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You just slimmed down. Yep. You're still putting in all the work. Yep. And then the coach says, yeah, um, we're not going to start you. Yeah, you ain't doing enough. But now, here's the thing. Question becomes, ment- hearing you're not doing enough, or at least that's what you believe, mentally, that game, did you play that game for you or did you play it because the coach didn't put you in? A little bit. That's interesting. Um, when I say I was moping around all game, mm-hmm. I was having a pity party during the game. Mm-hmm. You, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so instead of, oh, this, you know, I'm gonna go do this because he didn't start me. Right. Oh no, because he didn't start me. Right. I I can't do this. Right. I can't do that. Right. They what they gonna think? You know, I I, I just couldn't get out of it. I was too far gone mentally, mentally to even get something out of that game. Yeah. So. By the time, okay, so by the time the end of your season in your soft in your in your junior year, you weren't having playing time, and now in your senior year, what was your finishing stats? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, um, you know, no athlete ever forgets this stats. No, not at all. <laughs> so by the end of that senior year, I was rolling around like we went to the state championship game. I was getting nineteen and twelve. I mean, the, it's funny. So that my same school came back around okay. for the league championship game, and um, I had twenty one and eighteen. So they saw me moping around earlier in the season. Yeah. I had gotten it together, but my stats that season, and the kids ask me this all the time, well, how'd you play college? I only averaged 7.9 points. Wow. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So 7.9 points, this was in high school. High school. By the time you got to the end of the season, how many offers did you have? Oh, I mean, I probably had about 10. Okay, okay. Why Xavier? Because um, at the time, they were putting a lot of big men to the pros. Mm-hmm. There was a list that they could show me, Aaron Williams, Brian Grant, Derek Strong, Tyrone Hill. There were some guys mm-hmm. from that era mm-hmm. who they were able to show me, like, hey, we put big guys to the league. Right. It was in Cincinnati. I had some family in Cincinnati. Okay. So it, it just all makes sense. Got you. So, okay, you can say now. So what was the other offer? Who was all the offers? Oh, um, my finalists were Dayton, Providence, University of Detroit. I know UD is mad now. They mad now. <laughs> yeah. Providence definitely upset. <laughs> so, okay, we're at Xavier. Signing day, what was that like? Um, 
it, it was, you know, we didn't we didn't do an actual signing day. I remember I committed to them coming home from a tournament. Like it was a spring tournament uh-huh. after the senior year I played. I committed to them like a Sunday coming home. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm um, I'm a grounds crew. Okay. So I okay. Don't, it's not a lot of attention to me. Okay. I did it quietly. Like the next day, yeah. I came in to the school and my high school coach was like, hey, I heard you committed. I wanted to go tell nobody. <laughs> wait, wait, this is a big moment. Like, we all wait for these moments. Like, we don't care. As long as somebody paying the bill, we like, yeah, I'm out. Like, and you didn't want to share that with nobody. No, I mean, thinking back, like, I didn't even tell my parents I was on the team when I had first made that team. Wow. Like, I, I meant, not saying it's right. That, that was just a me thing. But then I was going to ask you, like, Thinking about it and hearing it, like, do you think any of how, so let's backtrack. Do you think any of how not having having that laziness and then having the blame, do you think anything had to do with why you didn't want to share the news? I didn't want the attention. I mean, because with attention comes expectation. Got it. Accountability. Got it. You're expected to. So you're still fighting the one thing that you were fighting that still got you here, even though you didn't even want to do it. Absolutely. At what point did you start to figure out at some point I have to get rid of this mentality? I can't say it was college. Cause it's not like college was a breeze. I only averaged two points in college. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk <laughs> Xavier. Let's talk Xavier. So freshman year, you're there. Did you stay all four? Five. Cause five. I got there and I wasn't ready and I had to red shirt. Okay, so your freshman year, you're red shirt and you're watching other people basically play. Uh, technically, even though you have a red shirt, it's still technically almost like a tryout season again in your sophomore year. Yeah, I was practicing. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though you had a rhythm, that still didn't guarantee that you was going to play in your freshman yeah. year, right? So mentally, how are you now? Because you didn't you didn't want to play. Then you transfer. You're not playing as much. Now you're here. You become the man, and you finally get in time, and now you go right back to where you start. Yep. Now mentally, where are you? Now I was different then, though. Okay. So even though I had a small pity party about redshirting, every, right. every freshman comes in thinking they're going to do something, mm-hmm. um, I, I wanted to be a pro. Okay. So – what evidence I had that I wouldn't be a pro, yeah. there was none. But I wanted to be a pro. Okay. So, like, now my work ethic was matching my wants. Okay. Even though it wasn't – it still didn't cultivate right. the player I needed to be. Got it. Like, any of my college teammates could tell you, like, my work was um, was on another level. Like, after practice, before mm-hmm. practice, on my own. So after, so, after practice, just give me a roundabout ballpark figure. Practice is about two to three hours. Three. Three hours. How long after the three-hour session that was mandated did you stay after? Well, first of all, I would get there early, and I would play one-on-one. Okay. Like, I would find some of my teammates to play one-on-one with. So, give me a, give me a, give me a schedule. Give me, give me a rundown schedule of what your day would look like at Xavier while you were right. either not playing or playing. Got it. Eight to, a, eight to 11 class. Mm-hmm. Some kind of nap, eat, whatever. Weights at one. Practice start at three. I was on the court by two playing whoever one-on-one. Okay. Practice three to six at that time. Stay after practice um, if I could, but we had like study hall that started at staying. I would stay after probably about maybe 20 minutes max because that's all we had at that time because then we had a study hall like seven to nine. Okay. But nine o'clock, 
I leave study hall, come back over to the gym. Got it. Now, I had some cats who was, you know, even though they were better than me, they were serious about their craft, too. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my college teammates, we go back and we shoot at night. So okay. Shoot or play one-on-one or this or that at night. So, um, okay. It was like a full day. like So basically like about from so 8 a.m. to about maybe 11. Yeah. Is dedicated to academics and building. Now you're in your freshman. So your redshirt year is done. Your freshman year, did you play any? Nope. Barely. Okay. So now you're in your sophomore year. Are, you, are we playing now? No. But I, wow. was, I was starting to. Man, my mind would be gone. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no way. I would be losing my mind. Like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. <laughs> I, mean, I would it, be losing it. I had some times, like, it was it was tough, but I was really starting to turn the corners, like, in practice. I mm-hmm. remember we were playing, about to play Butler. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, this was about Christmas break. It's something about this something Christmas, Christmas break. You and Christmas, y'all. Yeah, y'all related to something. What's going on? Coach, so I'm not in the rotation. Okay. But Coach came up to me before we were playing Butler, like while we were warming up, and he said, Reg, he was like, I just want you to know, like, I see you. Like, I, I, I see you. I, I, I see you getting back. We can get what we can from it. Correct. But he said, I, I see you getting better at it. Like, I was starting to, like, do really good at practice. Okay. Scout team. Okay. And this and okay. that. You know, okay. starting okay. to do okay. really good. Okay. And, and um, my teammates was noticing. Everybody was noticing. And then, like he said, I see you, man. I, I can't guarantee you, like, the playing time, but I, I just want you to know I see you. And then that game, I probably got a minute, 30 seconds. Right. And and But that minute 30 means everything to somebody who has not played. It does. It, it's almost like you played a full game if you played a minute 30. You're just happy that somebody called your name, called your number. So, okay, okay, keep going. I'm yeah. sorry. And, and no, no problem. And and so that kept me at bay. It might not keep somebody else at bay. Right. Like, I, I went through a few mixed emotions. Like, mm-hmm. should I be happy or sad he said that? Mm-hmm. Like, is that respect or disrespect? Correct. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. say you see me, you but say where's you my see time me. at? And you say you're not going to promise me no time. So you kind of just complimented me and discredited me at the same time. Man, it was, it was such a high up and down. I remember my father was at home um, up in – Back, he was in South Carolina. He was like, I, I listened to the radio show. You know, coaches have a weekly radio correct, show. Correct, correct. He would say, um, like, Reggie Butler's my favorite player. Now, now is he trolling? Like, cause now I'm asking, is he trolling at this point? Because now, if he's saying this on a show and they're not even seeing who you are. I don't even know who I, now I see it was how I approached every day. Hmm. I, I didn't know that then. I, I was like, why he's, what, what, what are you talking about? Whatever, man. I'm just about to get to this gym. Right. But the fact that I was, whatever, man, I'm just about to get to this gym. Yeah. He would talk about, like, how I was one of his favorite players, even though I wasn't in the rotation. Like, when my father told me, like, that did throw me through a loop. But whatever. I got past that because I wanted to be a pro. Man. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Cause it's blowing my mind because you go, we have these coaches that, that, that do this. Right. And they, they'll gaslight and gaslight and gaslight. And then that's the reason why the transfer portal is insane right now. Insane. Did you ever think about transferring? I did a, a little bit. I did. And, um, where would you have gone if you, where did you, where would that have been your second school? 
I would have went back to U of D, University of Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would have went back to University of Detroit. Like I, I, I think I would have went there or, or Eastern Michigan or one of the local schools there okay. in the Michigan area. Okay. And um, but I, at the end of the day, I just said like I, I, I did like my team. Mm-hmm. Like I like my teammates. I had some cool cats, cats from here in D.C. Okay. Um, Delaware. Okay. Cleveland. New York. So like, it was like well versed, well rounded, oh different man, cultures. The so. best. Yeah. It so was, y'all got to learn and lot about a lot. Yeah. It yeah. was the best, man. Okay. And and uh, my teammates were the best. And I I just said I don't know. I just knew I would still be a pro. Yeah. I, I just knew it. So I I just didn't transfer. Wow. Okay. So sophomore year, you're being trolled. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> like sophomore year, you're being trolled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the junior year. Junior year, what happens? So it's a different dynamic. Sophomore year, like I was behind um, kind of NBA players, uh, James Posey, mm-hmm. Torrey Bragg, Sheesh. some guys. Well, junior year comes around, and I'm like, yeah, this is me. Here right. I am. Right. Well, wow, the craziest story. So this is me. Here I am. Like everybody else was gone. They brought in a couple of JUCO guys, man, who were pretty good, but yeah. I, was, I was there already. Okay. So I started the year starting, my junior year. I like I wow. started preseason starting. Okay. But I mentioned some JUCO guys came in. There was another guy who came in. His name was David West. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Now we getting high. We got a little little heavy hitters. Okay. Wait a minute now. So woo. Okay. So wait a minute. So now David West is coming in. But you started. How did that dynamic go? Okay. So um, David West came in as a freshman, and I mean. He wasn't that NBA all-star David West yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, it was like, whoa, this young boy. Like, who this kid? Like, yeah, who we, this kid? Where like, he come from? Who, who is this kid? <laughs> like, whoa. Like, there was just some things he did, even though he couldn't do it all the time at that yeah. point. Like, there were some things he did. And so, I started, it's, man, it's craziest thing. The first exhibition game that year, yeah. we was playing a, like a team from Hungary or something. Okay. When they would bring those international yeah, teams yeah, yeah. over. I started. I played like the first seven minutes of the game. I had two points, two rebounds. Okay. They put Dave West in the game, and he finished the first half with nine and nine. Wait a minute now. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, he was a dog in the league, so it's like it, it just transferred and it translated. But but your thought process was, I just want to be a pro. You never said you wanted to be an all-star. You never said you wanted to. Oh, that's do you, crazy. Do you yeah. think that? If you had said that, that would have happened. Because you said you wanted to be a pro, and we get into that point, but do you think if you would have changed the language of how you speak, how you spoke to yourself then, that that probably would have made a difference? I mean, whether NBA All-Star would have really happened, I don't know, but it, I probably could have manifested even more, even mm-hmm. though, you know, I, I thought I squoze all the orange out of yeah, the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> excuse, oh, excuse me, all the juice out of the orange, orange. But maybe even more if I would have said that mm-hmm. even more, maybe, yeah. maybe things would have came together faster. Faster. Right. Yeah. How about that? Things so might've came together faster. Well, at least the mentality of how you approached it mm-hmm. probably would have changed, of course, because yeah. at that time you're still fighting the laziness and the procrastination, but now, okay, so David West is here. I know that changes the mentality. But when, when a different person comes in that plays your same position, there's always that. Then I feel like I got to compete. I got to show my behind at this point. How, how how was y'all relationship because y'all basically was playing in the same in the same spot. Got it. it we was great. Okay. I, even though he was better than me, mm-hmm. like I was like uh, like a big bro to him. Mm-hmm. I'm a grounds crew. 
Got it. So it was explain was, grounds crew to the people because they, uh, they you just said it twice. I know what that means, but explain what grounds crew means. Real um, quick. Grounds crew is, you know, based off the ET, it's an Eric Thomas assessment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout grounds out to E. Crew, shout out. Grounds crew is someone who can adapt into any situation. Correct. Uh, if you think about an airline crew, grounds crew, they could be doing the bags, they yep. could be cleaning the plane, yep. they could be um, uh, taking tickets, yep. yeah, they could be. There whatever's kinda, necessary whatever's necessary i can fit in there it is yep. so me and dave's relationship was was great like dave really took heed to stuff i said okay so even though we were battling for a position to tell you the truth like from that moment on that he had nine and nine in the first half i don't even think i started that second half like wow. coach was like oh well that's it, it for red <laughs> <Golly. laughs> that's it so back to the bus huh okay yeah. so Mentally, and I keep asking the mental part because each phase brings on a different level of mm-hmm. mental capacity, right? How are you now in your junior year? Because you worked your behind off and waited to get in the game, and then somebody immediately comes in and it's like, now I'm waiting again. Um, that's where I started to go deeper into my like my own work. That's where I started to say, hold on, I'm putting in this work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working probably more time spent than everybody else. Yeah. And, um, but why isn't this translating? Like, why am I only getting two and two? Mm. Hey, like, some he get nine and nine, or this other guy is getting this. Right. Like, what's the disconnect? That's where I started mm. going deeper, like, into, into there's something else. Stu- like, there's the, something the study I'm of missing. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That is, it's crazy because every time you, grow in each situation you're saying that you went back and got back in the bag like so you just kept putting it back on you mm-hmm. remember you said that you blamed your coach right so at this point do you realize that you're starting to take more accountability or how is that going wow i didn't know i didn't realize that then. Okay. i mean even though i said like there's some disconnect here because i know i'm putting in this time yeah why can't i go get nine and nine right uh, yeah i you know i i remember that i i'll never forget so I had, like I said, I had two and two, right? Okay. Went to the bench. Cool. Everybody's high-fiving because I had never done nothing before. Right. So everybody <laughs> high-fiving. They like, my man finally got in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ain't come back empty-handed even. <laughs> okay. Man, I remember Dave got in like, as he subbed me at a free throw. As soon as the free throw, as soon as he subbed in, you know, he was the, one of the low men on the block. Mm-hmm. The dude missed the free throw and he got that rebound. So he already had one, and he had been in for one second. And I'm like, dang, like, how does that happen? That wouldn't have never happened for me. Like, so that's when I really started thinking, like, where's the disconnect between the effort I'm putting in, the Mm -hmm. work I'm putting in, Mm -hmm. and the production I'm getting from it? Okay. So I was starting to get into me now. Like, it's something about me. So Dave's Dave's junior year, now you're going into your senior year afterwards because how did, well, how does that junior year end? Um... Our season doesn't go as it did previously. Like, we have been going to the NCAA tournament. Okay. Like, second round and further into the NCAA tournament. Got that it. season, we made the NIT. Okay. So, I mean, we had some seniors Senior. who I graduated okay. before. Dave was still young. And everybody in between was, we was just. Filtering. Yeah. <laughs> right. Filtering in. <laughs> oh, you need me here? It's that everybody ground screw now. Oh, right, right. Okay. So, so, senior year. This is now your official senior year, so this is your fifth year. Yeah. How does the season go? Um, we were, we're doing better. Dave is older. Okay. He's a sophomore now. Okay. Like, he was that that dude. Okay. And um, 
we had some other guys, Lionel Chalmers. Okay. Played with the um, Clippers. Yeah. Um, Romain Sato, drafted by the Spurs. Like, we had, we were back to a good team. Our coaches had done a good job reloading. Recruiting. Yeah, reloading. And I was the vet. I was the OG on the team. I Got was the it. Captain. Got it. So, so you did, so you made captain this year? Yeah. How did it make you feel? That made me feel good. Um, that made me feel good. Like, that's where I started to realize, like, my basketball words of influence meant something. Okay. We had a um, guy come in that fall, like kind of even before they voted captains. Mm-hmm. So I also I, I told you I was like always dropping jewels right. on Dave or the other guys. And a guy came in that fall and um, did a team togetherness workshop. Okay. And, uh, man, there was like four other guys on the team who cried. Wow. To me. In this team workshop, like we sitting in a circle, our coaches, this guy who came in, I wish I would know his name because yeah. it's kind of what I modeled what I do after. But mm-hmm. um, just different stuff. They said, man, Reg, you, one day you told me such and such when at my my worst point or you told me to make sure I was in shape before I went out to USA tryouts or Reg, you told me to this or something. Wow. And they, like it made him cry. Like the guy had a. And you pour it. Yeah. I, and, and so I was a senior. So. I still wanted to be a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I now was a captain. I saw what my leadership abilities were. Okay. It was one through telling people what to do. It was through counseling people, if Got you want to say, or, or yeah. getting people to show up as their best. Got it. Um, and so, I mean, I was having fun. And I was still in the rotation. Okay. So, I mean, I was playing 12 or 13 minutes a game. I was guaranteed to get in, in every the game. game. So, now at this point, it's like, you the captain, but you're not playing. What does that look like? How do you right. how you the captain? <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not playing. Right. At that point, now I know he trolling. Yeah. Like, yeah. At that point, oh, now man. I know he trolling. Yeah. Okay. So, now, okay, senior year, you're the captain. How did the season end? We went to the NCAA tournament. Nice. Where'd y'all yeah. finish? Um, I mean, we f- like second in the conference. We lost to Notre Dame in okay. the NCAA tournament, but like a team I was a big part of. I yeah. finally took the help, really helped get them to the NCAA tournament. And I, and I was going to ask, like, because now your leadership ability has stayed in this. How, how much of you did you feel like you actually grew within, like, you had something to do with it. Because you know how, like, you know how, like, you get these players sometimes and they win championship rings, but they never played a minute? Yeah. How was that for you? Because knowing you never played for almost four years, mm-hmm. like, your accumulation of what you played in your senior year was probably the accumulation that would be a whole year, right? right. And yeah, time-wise, if absolutely. you would. So how does that make you feel when you know you actually had something to do with that at least that final season for you it was eye opening it was um it was it was a relief mm-hmm. you know like yeah. i can do this i can be a part of this so it was relief it was um eye opening like i can be a pro like i had some i had like a 9 point game and 11 point game mm-hmm. um i had done some things singularly like even if i had a game i had 4 points like i did something i had never done before in the game Got so it. I was taking all these nuggets and 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 um and just internalizing them. Mm-hmm. Like I can do this. Okay. So you wanted to be a pro. Does that happen? Um well it it ends up happening. So after the season I had a um a tryout. It wasn't a tryout, it was like a, a flyer that came to the coach's office, like a senior showcase. Almost got like it. high school, but it was for college. Got it, got it. I had to fly out to Utah. 
So I had to pay my own way out to Utah. Sheesh. And um and play. It was a, some seniors from around the country, about yeah. forty of us. Okay. And come to find out, like I wasn't I wasn't Reggie Butler two points at college. Like I was better than that. And so I got like all showcase team out there and got a couple pro offers. Do you think going to Xavier held you back as an athlete? You know what? <clears throat> the style of play didn't fit what I did. I came to find ah, out. Ah, got it. Remember I told you about those big guys who they were talking about mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. went to the NBA. None of them were like me. Got it. I didn't know enough about basketball to see that. Got it. That none of them. Now, had I um, been a, a little further ahead in my game, mm -hmm. Xavier – it's a perfect place for me. Right. By, shoot, by time, David, like we used to run and press and I was a big guy. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy. David West came and David didn't run. Dave wasn't fast. <laughs> but guess what coach said? Slow down. <laughs> so if had I been better. They would have made the game a better, uh, accustomed to you yeah. and your style of play. Yeah. Got it. And we see that happen so many times now, even within the league. Like with, whether that's across the board, you can go from NFL to NBA. They style of play, coaches. You have to be able to match up to what the star does so that way the game flows and they can control the offense or even the defense. And I asked because you said, okay, I got old showcase. And I'm like, well, hold on. Where the hell was this Reggie at when he was playing Xavier? And how did this player not show up? Uh, and then, you know, of course, there's two parts to it. It's like, okay, well, this there's this actual program that has their way and their style. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the one of you who mentally you didn't even really want to do this at first. Right. So I think adjusting over time kind of just allowed you to be able to say, you always said you wanted to go pro. You just didn't know how you was getting to that point. And it was like, okay, if I can get to that point, I've hit the end goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so after you get all showcased, who calls? Any, does anybody call? Or does yeah. you, or do you go into the draft? What happens? No, a team from um, uh, like London and some teams, small European teams, mm -hmm. started calling. I'm like, yeah, it's here. I can do this. So my first year pro, I played in Portugal. So I played in Europe mm -hmm. to start um, my first year. and But I was back at the bottom again, just like Jeez. in high school, just like in college. I mean, Man. my first pro job, I was making $1,500 a month. I was just about to ask, like, okay, so what's the pro, what's the pay like now? Because there's no NIL. No. I, know, I know you're upset about that. Because yeah. <laughs> right. four years, five years total. Four years barely played, one year actually played, and you still could have got paid. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, we'll get into it. Right. Okay, but so fifteen hundred a month. Yeah, like so, I was at the bottom of the bottom, bro. Now you always hear, oh man, go play overseas, get six figures, and this and that. No, I was at the bottom of overseas. Like, wow. I, I saw a picture in the um, when I was kind of cleaning out the basement from that year. I had some phone posits. Jeez. I had tape on. You were playing, wait, so you was playing in phones? I was playing in phones. How the hell? I can't <laughs> play in phones, bro. It's like Listen. playing in in bricks. Like, but I they just was the can't original. play it. Hey, they weren't these remade phones. They was the phones from then. Okay, okay. Oh, the ones I give that, you that Penny was playing give in. You that. I give you that. I give oh, you that. I give you that. You know, they weren't just remade for fashion. They yeah. were basketball shoes. Okay. The end yeah, because them, them clunkers, they got nine shot. I yeah. can't play in them things, man. They yep. look good, but I can't play. Yep. Okay, okay. So, 1500 Taped up phones, yeah. But what do you do in the first season? I um, I, I was a pro. Like I um, averaged like twelve and nine. Mm -hmm. My team 
moved up from it. So it had a small budget. They won the second division the year before, moved up to the first division. Wow. And so first so first time ever in the first division. So here they are. They they hit the lotto because they tried to get a bunch of guys who didn't have a resume for top dollar. Got it. But could outplay the money. They yeah, they're going to work. They're going to work for and like and, and I did. I outplayed that money that I was worth. So, um, okay. so uh, and I mean, it's, I'll never forget it. There was no. There was dial-up internet then, or whatever this and that. So my phone bill was like twelve hundred. God, Lisa, you really only had three hundred dollars. I was overseas for three hundred bucks. So, um, but it just showed the grind. I mean, you know, the, the the grind. I was just telling the team about that yesterday. I spoke to, but I mean, it was the grind. I, I loved it. Wow. I was finally having success. Yeah. I would have went over there for free. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know that this is your passion at this point. You know this is what you love to do. You play for the Atlanta Hawks. How does that happen? Four years later. So, so stayed on the same team in London. Nope. Uh, how does excuse it me, Portugal. Portugal. Nope. I, w- I in between Portugal, I have I played in um in Jordan in the Middle East uh-huh. in the CBA. So what the NBA G League is now? Yeah. They used to be the CBA. So I had yeah. played in the minor leagues. Um, I had played a couple places. So I still wasn't NBA level yet. Right. But by time my um fourth or fifth year i was like 25 years old 26 years old okay um i would go to houston in the summers okay with, with some of my boys who were in the league got it so um i was always around league situations in the summer got playing it. and everything got it, got uh, it. like open gym on. sessions and stuff like that yeah. got it so a lot of my boys lived in houston okay um atlanta's head coach mike woodson mm-hmm. him and their assistant coach dave fisdale Okay. He ended up coaching the Knicks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fizz is, he, Fizz is a legend. Oh, man. Fizz, Fizz should be. Fizz blessed my life. Man. So, John Lucas had workouts down there in okay. Houston. And um, Mike Woodson had just drafted all the young kids. Josh Smith, Dante Smith. John, Josh Smith out of high school. Mm-hmm. Dante Smith out of Juco. Josh Childress out of Stanford. Like, they had three or four rookies. Mike Woodson brought them to Houston to work out. Got it. You know, in the summer. Yeah, get the bump. I um, We would play every day at 11 and work out with John Lucas okay. at this gym. Okay. So Mike was like, oh, I'm going to bring my young guys down with y'all. So it was an invite. It was kind of like an invite it, only. Yeah, absolutely. It was, got only, it. It was yeah. only pros. But I got I was able to get in because my homeboys who were in there. Yeah, so they vouched for you. Yeah. So basically. Was, well, every day I would go early. i go at mm. 9 o'clock to work out. Mike, that day. That Mike Woodson said he's gonna bring his young guys. He brought his young guys early to work out. So I was the only one there working out. And they was like, yo, we got four. We we going y'all play at eleven, right? I was like, Yeah, we play at eleven or whatever. He's like, What you doing here? And I'm I'm like, I, I work out first. He was like, oh, okay. Well, we need a fifth. You you gonna run with us today? So I played that day of pickup with the Hawks while Fizz and wow. Mike was coaching the young guys. So getting there early, doing what I do. Got me with them. Then I, I I played really good. I mean, I, I you know it was a situation I would have been in anyway at eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So I played good, and I I was coaching the young boys up. God. You know? And um, so after the end of that day, like I remember, Fisdale said, "Man, what, what what do you do? Who are you? Like, who are you? <laughs> at this point, I need to know." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he was like, oh, "I was like, man, Reg, I I go over, I play overseas." He was like, "Man, who your agent?" It's like Merle, uh, Merle Scott, and he was like, "Yo, we gonna call him. Like, I think you would be good for training him." 
Right. But he ain't say I we gonna give you no contract. Contra- or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it was a situation where he said, "Man, I like the way you interacted with these young guys. Led them today. You, you're a pretty good player. Like, let's see what you're doing this fall if you don't go overseas." So um, that's how that's how I end up getting with the Hawks. I wasn't there all season, but by that day being there early and playing well, they end up bringing me back the end of July to, for another tryout with like ten other guys to see who was gonna. And I outplayed them. Wow. And so there it was. And, um, you know, where I spent some time with them. So now, so now you've played with the Hawks. So you played with the Hawks for a little bit. Mm-hmm. How long? You said four, four months. No, for, I was, I was there a total of three months from three the months. end of the summer through, yep, the end of October. Okay. After not playing, was there another team or was that it? No, I, um, I went overseas, but now that check say, you know, NBA. Yeah, so now it was. So it makes a difference level. if you played in the NBA and now you have to go back overseas. So what's the difference between the monetary value? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could. I mean, now you could be in the Euro League or or other leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know where those guys are um, hitting a million dollars. Right. Real yeah. Madrid, yeah. Barcelona. You yeah. know where you start to hear soccer teams associated with that teams. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't play with that level team, but I was I was at definitely a higher level Got overseas it. team having NBA on. So the ball stops dribbling at what age? 30, um, 31 years old. First year not playing, how how are you? <clears throat> I thought I was fine. First year not playing, I thought I was fine. I um, My last game was two days after my birthday. Wow. So I, my birthday, December 15th, December 17th was my last game. Um, I took some time off and was just kind of, I don't know, just living. Who mm-hmm, knows? Mm-hmm. And um, I was married at the time. I just got married the year before in 2009. Mm-hmm. So I'm just in Detroit, just living, still going to the gym, hooping all the time. Right, right, right. I don't know. Who knows what I was doing? It yeah. was a blur. Yeah. I start professionally working <clears throat> the next August. Like I, I some some things worked out where some, some relationships, somebody was like, yo, I think you should apply for this position. Mm-hmm. So I, um, when you asked how I was, it was just such a blur. I thought I was fine. fine. Mm-hmm. I, um, so I started working. I started as a director of sales with Hilton Hotels. Okay. So that kept me busy. Yeah. And I thought I was fine. Mm-hmm. And um, So the mental part of it is, because we all go through a different phase. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years depression anxiety, suicidal thoughts, emotional eating, tried tried to tried suicide twice. Mm. A lot of people don't know about what athletes deal with and that's the reason why we wanted to put this type of situation together. Mm-hmm. What was what was some of your darkest days like? You know what's crazy like so I had dark days, but how I would approach it is well, I still got this, so it ain't that bad. Mm. I hid from my darkness. Mm. My dark couldn't really find me. Okay. But I was in a dark space. Mm. But it's crazy. Like, I was literally hiding from my darkness. Like, I would have died. And I mean, my wife would tell you, she would have, like, she's a, she's feelings to the root. Like, she can feel somebody out on the street. Well, <laughs> <how they feel. laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm gonna tell you, like, she like, uh, uh-uh, they energy bad. Who them had, over there? 
Then some over there, them over there, they energy. Gift. Okay. Uh, absolutely, she's the highest high, high, highest high. flight attendant there is. Yeah, I did what I said. That she, flight attendant is there. Listen, <laughs> and she would always ask me, "What's the matter?" I didn't know nothing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was hiding from my darkness because I knew that somebody else was worse than me. Yeah. And whatever worse than me meant. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know, and so, um, so then that would make me hide it even more and continue to wake up and move forward every day. Yeah. But hiding from my darkness, man. And um, so you, when you asked what my darkest day was, it's crazy. One day that summed it up. So here we are in D.C. Mm-hmm. Five years ago. Five years ago. It was recent. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I was because I was moving. Moving. I was moving. Yeah. So for them first five years of retirement, I was moving. I had just started training kids. Mm-hmm. Somebody called me. was like, yo, I got a big fella you should work with. Mm-hmm. I started training kids. And I found, so I found some peace. Peace. Some fun. You know. At I, least I, you I, thought. Yeah. At I least started you thought. Big man camps, I thought. And we was here. And um, seeing some of my homeboys and uh, my wife was with me. So remember, she had been asking me for five years, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'd be mad. She even asked me. <laughs> At this point, I keep telling you no. Like yeah. <laughs> my boy here, I was so I was so salty at him because he said it in front of her. Oh no! We was in his basement, and he looked over. He said, "Man, what's wrong with you?" It's on me and wait. First of all, let me give you context. Okay, she sent me on a surprise trip here. To see my boys here. Wow. Like, it was a surprise. She trip. knew something was wrong. She's like, okay, well, maybe he's not going to tell me. Maybe he'll tell his boys. Try, and then well, I'll find out from there. It wasn't even try. I was Good telling call. my boy, let's just go have some fun. Like, I, she wasn't worried about, she was wanting to go have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, those were my boys. So, like, yeah. let's go have some fun. So, I'm down here. I couldn't have told you I was moping. You, you, you understand? Yeah. Like, these are dudes who I always have fun with. But I couldn't have told you I was moping. And we, we in his basement. And he turned, he's like. What's wrong with you? You all savage. Snap over there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I mean, everybody's around in the right, basement right, kicking and having right. a good time. I, who knows what I look like? If you would have put a camera on to me. You wouldn't even know. I wouldn't have even known. And she said, I told you. I yes. knew it. I was salty, he said. Because, I, you know, I yeah. had been fighting it. And uh, like that, that, that was a microcosm, man. That summed it up. Um, kind of that something was wrong. As a as a as a male, because these rooms are important. Like we're in locker rooms all the time, right? Um, you know, I have the, the female teammates versus male teammates. There's the brotherhood. There's the sisterhood. And you said that you didn't feel as though you could have those types of conversations. You didn't want to leave. Is it an embarrassment factor, or what? <coughs> at what point would it have been easier? If it would have been easier, or is it easy to even have those conversations with your boys? Somebody would have had to bring it up first. Wow. Without nobody bringing it up, we all think we straight, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. we moving. Mm-hmm. You know, movement can help you, but it can hurt you too because you don't never, you know, take a look at what's wrong. Right. So we none without somebody bringing it up, I think it's a a, a true blindness of what it might be. You blame it on something else, like the job or right. the this or the that, or right. you don't realize like, yo, you need to, you need to, um, you need to just address this. You need to address that. You're not doing something that you did right. and you put your soul into That's exactly what anymore. Yeah. 
you, you know, you, you, you need to address that, come to grips with it, find it, circle back to it. Like, right, right. you know, you need to fully get through that. So Reggie today is how mentally when it comes to not, when it comes to actually sharing it, because sometimes it's still, even though when we think like we've had, we think we have clarity, we think we have peace. But today, even still in certain conversations, it's still kind of triggering. How are you today? I can talk you through it back, backwards, sideways. Mm-hmm. I can, um, I really got a good finger on, finger on um, how a transition from sports can mentally put a weight vest on you. What was the first thing you did now that you realize, okay, because the, the wife, you didn't figure it out. Yep. Boys and seeing it. Now, when do you go in the mirror and say, "Yo, it really is something wrong"? Um, honestly, when I start uh, finding motivation on the internet, like when I found like you know Ease things mm-hmm. and, uh, and and other programs, because mm-hmm. I was already kind of working and doing well profession in a professional space, right. progressing in the hotel industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the youngest black male to be named the director of business development. And so I was progressing in that space. But like when I started finding motivation and personal development, Development, like that's where it's like, oh, that's me. Oh, oh, that's me. me. I fit over here. (laughs) I fit over here. I fit over here. Look good over here. (laughs) Right, man. I mean, that's where it just starts saying, ah, so that's what that was. Mm I didn't know what it was like. I say I was hiding from my darkness. Right. Like you got to be cold to hide from the dark. Very much so. And uh, very, very yeah. much so because ain't no warmth over there. Yeah. Ain't no warmth over there in the dark. <laughs> so okay, corporate world, corporate reg, director, and, and, and hotel operations and hotel chains and things of that nature. Now, um, you also have one of the most prominent big men camps. Mm-hmm. How, one, you already were coaching and didn't realize it because when you were motivating your teammates, right? And they kind of looked at you like the coach and telling you you was the coach, but you didn't necessarily (laughs) have a title. But now you have a camp where you dedicate yourself to the development of big men across. and, And you even do some camps with women, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yes, I do. So... Do you think this gives you the solace? I asked this question first. So let me. So I remember when I was coaching, mm-hmm. right? I had to stop coaching because personally, I felt like I was trying to still prove something to these kids. And I was just like, yo, I know I know how to hoop. So they were always. So instead of it being, I'm going to show you how to do this move or we'll play five on five randomly just to give, because, you know, practice wasn't always practice if you ain't get the work done. But then it became one of them things where I felt like I was making it about me instead of about them. Mm. How are you in the space? How were you before compared to how you are now? Man, that's a great question. With that, I never went there. That's mm-hmm. what I think separated me and made makes me makes people I work with achieve so much. Because mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. But that was never me. Wow. Grounds crew. Mm-hmm. Because you just tapped in. Ground. So it was never about 
me when I'm trained when I was training or having my camps, I poured every struggle I had. It was unique. Um, in thinking about it, there aren't many people who was as low as I was, mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't even gonna try out for J V, but also made it as high as I did. Correct. Now there's people who made it higher. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know, or Correct. there's people who were worse than me. Correct. But not many were both. Got it. So I just poured everything into the kids I would work with. Okay. Every experience, every struggle. So let alone, yeah, I could tell you what to do good. But when we start talking about what goes bad, every kid that has a struggle will relate. Because I, I done struggled at everything. everything. Right, right, right. So um, that took, if you think about it, if I'm telling you about all my struggles mm-hmm. and you can relate to my struggles mm-hmm. and we're working on those struggles, there's no room for me to prove anything to myself. Making sense. You, you you see what I mean? And now, and now, but you had to learn how to remove yourself. Yes. So in the removal process, when did it click that you were finally like free? When the kids would start to call like, yo, I got my first rebound. <laughs> or, or I got my first dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, this ain't about me. So the name of the camp is called? Um, the, just the Big and Tall Camp. Like, okay. I, yeah, I, I do them a couple times a year. Okay. Um, been doing them since 2013. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it, it, it has fluid. I used to call it the Big Man Camp. Okay. But as Steph Curry came in and changed the game, don't nobody want to be a big, big man. Big man, <laughs> So big and tall. Like, if you're tall for your position. Got not necessarily it. if you're a big man. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. So now you have, you have this camp. You're also an author. Mm-hmm. How does what you've done? Because sometimes you have some athletes that say, well, you ain't really play. Mm-hmm. How do they value your words, even though they can't say the pinnacle was actually like, because you actually reached a pinnacle to some point, right? Like you made it to the, you made it to the league. You made it to the area. You became a pro. You actually hit your goal. Mm-hmm. But to some, especially like in this day and age when you have NIL being everything, heavy recruitment, transfer portal, I don't feel like being here, I'm gone. <laughs> right. And they're like, well, you ain't never made it as much as me. How do you handle, how do you handle or address those type of situations? Because we're in a different age, especially as athletics now. Because your problem's still your problem. Mm. We only on the problem. Mm. We only on the problem. That's a bar. <laughs> That's I a mean, bar. I can talk a um I can talk a bench warmer or a starter through everything that can go wrong. That's you. It was you. It was you. So I don't care what you've done. That's cool. Yeah. But when guess what's going to hit? Like, let's prevent that from hitting. Yeah. Or if it does hit, let's not make it last so long. Wow. So that's that's my place within this world. Yeah. It's not is not on the soaring. It's on the you're not gonna fall mm-hmm. because I done fell. I laid on the ground. <laughs> fell like the the fall back like when you your <laughs> legs slow come man. over your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now there's now I've been told because you know since we're both authors and we both are under E, um, relationship wise, it also takes a toll on the relationship. And you're a husband. How did you? feel as though that you needed to take, or when did you feel as though that you needed to take a bigger responsibility? Because you had somebody in your corner 
It's actually saying, I see something wrong with you. I've paid attention to you. I know it. Why do you not feel like you can come and talk to me? Like, when did you start paying attention to that? Um, I was, first of all, being a never come and talk to anybody person mm. was an obstacle. Wow. Still is. <laughs> hey, hey, the ability to self-assess. The ability to self-assess. <laughs> but, um, man, I mean, it, 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 it's tough because, um, like, she's such a communicator, mm-hmm. and I'm such not a communicator unless it's what I want to talk about. Mm, here we go. Okay. Like, if I want to talk about it, like, you got I'm about to say, now, Rich, <laughs> now, Rich, we talk, and uh, when we talk sports, you communicate. Yeah. So, when yeah. you said, but the ownership that you, you've always taken ownership no matter how far it did or did not take you. I think that's the reason why. It's looked at like it's not easy, but it really could be easy for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, and depending on what it is, because I still have stuff I struggle with that I'm trying to evolve. But overall, the things that I've done the best at mm-hmm. was where I took ownership. At. Got it. Got it. Got it. So now, now that you've helped figure it out, has it become easier as to talk to your partner? I know you say you're still working. Has it become easier to be able to talk? Sometimes. Okay. Most of the time. Okay. Sometimes. Most we got of the time. somewhere. So, yeah, we, we got, grew. We, we got somewhere. <laughs> we, got, we, we, we getting somewhere. We grew. Whatever. It's, it, and it's, it's still a thing. Like, it's, a, it's almost, you know, another kind of ground screw thing. Mm-hmm. Tough conversations in subjects that I don't want to talk about. Got it. I can talk about tough conversation in yeah. sports or, or, or business. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it. Because I... You know, but tough conversations, in and you have to define what tough is. You know, what's tough to what's somebody tough? else right. might not be tough to another person, but yeah. kind of that 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 you know the assessment is real. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, and uh, so of course, thank you for being vulnerable enough to even share what you're comfortable sharing, um, because you're still working on you, and then you're actually able, you're in your situation so much that you're actually able to pay attention to the fact that you know you have more work to do, and you can see the work that you've done. Mm -hmm. The difference lies where some people don't want to see either. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, we can't work with kids doing that, right? And Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So with your camp, with your camp, and I I know I'm backtracking, but Mm -hmm. with your camp, you actually have some kids that have or will go pro. How many... How many? How many have you at least been able to send at least overseas or to the league? Give me a roundabout figure. Well, there's since 2013, there's probably been over a hundred, at least a hundred kids who played Division One. Mm-hmm. More, you know, when you count NAIA Division Two, right? There's probably about seven kids who've touched the NBA. Wow! And there's more in college who will, you know, coming up the next few years. Um, more recently, there's a few football players who wow. I started working with because I, now I have a sports um, mindset enhancement branch. Wow, my company. So now, remember when I told you, like, I got to that point, like, why isn't all this work I'm doing translating mm-hmm. like to production? What's right. missing? Right. So now mentally, I work with a lot of athletes as well. Wow. And um, 
uh, besides just on the court, because they can find anybody to show them. Show them yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Everybody's a trainer these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I, you know, you got the camp once every quarter, per right, se. Right. Cool. Go work with who you work with. But, like, on on, on that mind shift, mm-hmm. that's where um that's where I've most of my focus has been. So it's really been helping. And the reward for the labor, at least on, on earth, because, you know, sometimes we go – we say we we hear that when we hear that we hear that and they 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 didn't passed but you getting your labor out the way and your reward at the same time because you also um, were were able to start in a different journey as a, a color analyst yeah for ESPN mm-hmm. what was that called like oh man that that was that was a lot of fun so I mean it wasn't so it wasn't a call like from them yeah I I seek that out. Come on now. Starting with um with a smaller school's women's team. Okay. You know, calling in relationships. Hey, you know, you mind if I come and try to do that with your team? You know, right. your girls' team, your right. women's team, a little bit. And so that was a build up process as well. Mm-hmm. Doing um a full season of that. Then now I'm uh doing the P- Detroit Pistons NBA G League team. Wow. I'm doing their games on ESPN Plus and. Facebook Live, and then I'm also doing Eastern Michigan's men's and women's games, and um, you know I hope to keep progressing. But that that's a ton of fun because I'm talking about basketball. Yeah. So imagine if you never got out of your way. The person that missed the bus is now on the bus with ESPN. Basically, it's a crazy story, man. You um, you're supposed to be where you are, and uh, I firmly believe that that intentional miss in them snow days paid off at this point so uh before we get out of here in the next two to three years where does reggie see himself whoa um i see myself as uh as the number one soccer dad (laughs) my youngest love it excuse me my oldest he's nine he uh he loves soccer really like he was all into the world cup world cup oh man Man. And, and so uh and so I'm looking over there. I'm like, all right. So the top ten paid in the world for them soccer players. It's, right. It ain't many that look like like him us. Over there. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Go, 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 go. go. They go. <laughs> they go give you everything. <laughs> right. And uh, and um, <clears throat> and and also advancing in the commentating. Okay. Uh, hopefully doing some national television games yeah. as well, like Saturday primetime. Yeah. Or whatnot, and. Uh, Continuing to pour into those and and continuing to um, I just got a promotion with uh, within the hotel industry. Love so it. I'm at my biggest property ever, and now uh, um, now I'm hiring. Okay, I got to get this right. <laughs> now I'm hiring, managing, promoting. So wow. before it was just me kind of making that money right. for these companies, but right. like now I have people who I have to nurture. And back in the coaching space. Nah, nah. Wow. I guess so. Yeah, I'm back in the coaching space. So in that, in the business world, and um, just continuing to evolve student athletes yeah. to uh, hit their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Man, bro, thank you for coming. Man, thank you for having me. Man, this is like, and it's so crazy because we were in Atlanta recently, got a chance to walk back through the same doors that you was able to be in when we was with E and Inky and Jeremy. Uh, and Jamal, and, you know, he's with the whole squad, right? And um, now you get the opportunity to just still pour back in. So 
you know, while you thought somebody else wasn't pouring into you or you didn't think it was necessary, now we get to talk about the triumph moments, but the struggle moments, so that way everybody can see, like, there's still some glory after the game, after the season, man. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Man, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's therapeutic <laughs> to uh, come up here and conversate with you because, yeah. you know, everything I've been through, you've been through. Yeah. And But here we are. Here we are. Here we are, man. Here we are. And we are out.